Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> We've just been sitting here bickering back and forth about if I should wear pants or socks or, or what's going on. Yeah, if you want to hear the bickering, go join our Facebook group, <laughs> Modern Real Estate Agents Network on Facebook, and you get to see the live pre-show and post-show. And it's a hot mess. Which we might actually try to do a little bit of a post-show today. If What the heck is a post-show? Well, like... After we go, we stop recording here, then we can stay on and talk to the people on the Facebook group. Guys, I'm not going to make you do that. <laughs> well, if anyone's still no. around at that point, we'll talk to you. If not, you know, that's okay. Well, guys, welcome back. Yeah. Um, today's the start of a new series uh, because things are changing. Things are changing quick. And if you're not noticing it, you need to start looking around because we see it in our market. Yep. And I bet a lot of people are starting to see it in your markets. And so what we're going to be talking about this series, guys, is what are you doing in a shifting market? Um, how to prepare for it. Yeah, how to prepare for it. And I also want to preface this little forward here. Uh, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't tell you exactly what's coming. And I don't want to be one of those people that is crying wolf. Yeah. All right. I remember two years ago podcasters saying, oh my gosh, it's a shifting market. Everyone be careful. Take cover. And guess what? We just have like the best two years ever. But they had no data that they were going off of. I don't know what they were doing, but they were sure. <laughs> Trying to sell, sell people something. It was insane. I was like, my God, you guys are fear mongering. And now these same people are like, yeah, man, I'm glad we didn't say there was a shift coming. I'm like, yes, you did. I was listening. Don't lie. I was there. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, we're not trying to fear monger or do anything like that. But we do want you guys to be prepared because as the market shifts, so will the way that you do business. Yeah. Right. And we'll get into that as we go. I don't want to just like steal your thunder. Give away all my yeah. good tips. You want to hit the slide? I will hit your slide. I feel like I had the problem last week and now this week I'm like, <laughs> when's it going to hit it? Maybe I should take the computer back. You know, because I tell you whether, whether or not you should wear pants. <laughs> That's going to be, a, this is going to be the funniest fucking. Yeah, it will. This It's going to come full circle. Y'all have to listen until the very, very end of this podcast. Here, have your computer. I don't no, wanna, it's okay. I don't want to deal with you. Take your computer. <laughs> um, no, it's a, it's a funny final note. Yeah. We will yeah. leave you on today. <laughs> so okay. what are, know your numbers. What are we seeing? What are the numbers? What the heck are you talking about? Okay, so. Today it, that we're recording is June 3rd. So mm -hmm. on June 1st, I went into our MLS system and I pulled the numbers for our local market in the county that we live in to find out, okay, what's happening? What happened last May to this May? You, so when you, whenever you pull reports, mm -hmm. always compare month from the last year to the same month of the next year. Sure. So a, um, an so actual 365 days. Yeah. Right. So that you know exactly, because every month is typically a little bit different with real estate. You know, you're going to have higher seasons in the summer months and lower sometimes around the so, rest of the year. So, so it so. makes sense to compare January to January yeah. and May to May. Exactly. So I compared those numbers and we had an incredibly huge jump in May. We, in our local market, listing inventory went up over 40% year over year for May to May, which means a ton of more people put their houses on the market this May than mm -hmm. did last May, which is a good indicator that more listing inventory may be coming. I mean, why do you think people are doing that? That's obviously a big um, character change, um, behavioral change for people. Yeah. Why? 
I think a few reasons. One, interest rates are going up Mm -hmm. and they're predicted to continue to go up for the next six months. If we are really at somewhat the height of the market where prices may start to plateau a little bit, it's Mm -hmm. better to get out right now of your house. If you don't want to live in the same house for the next two years, it's better to get out now, pop over to another house, put a ton of equity into it. And with that house, you Mm -hmm. may be able to refinance in the future. So just because you're going to have a hike of an interest rate, it may come down in the future at some point. So you may be able to refinance later down the road. But if not, and interest rates continue to go up, then you have a lower interest rate locked in than someone in a year. Yeah, exactly. So instead of getting high fives, you may get stuck in the high sixes or high sevens this time next year. Yeah. So then we also saw a 6.3% decrease in pending sales just means that Maybe homes are sitting on the market for a little bit longer. So we have 40% more going on the market. Yep. We have 6% less, less getting sold. going under contract. So yeah, you're just going to have more and more sitting there, right? More and inventory. The number that goes along with that is that our number of active listings went up by 19%. Same thing means that they're sitting on the market for mm-hmm. longer because they're staying active. Absolutely. So that was like a big, it was like all three of these categories, we saw that exact change mm-hmm. that we would we would see an, an indication that the market is shifting. And it was like, okay, let's sound the alarm to people, let, let people know. So yeah. I put a reel up, letting people know about this change mm-hmm. so people can know that are in our database. Um, a little, and, go ahead. I was just saying, this is a slight indicator that we may be moving towards a balanced market. No, we are not going to be in a buyer's market tomorrow unless oh, something crazy no. happens. Mm-hmm. We are so far away from being from a buyer's market. Like I I checked as well and we have, so something that was super confusing to me when I first got into Mm -hmm. real estate was learning about market absorption rates. Right. So right now we have a 1.7 month supply inventory on the market. So if today nothing else was listed, we have 1.7 months of inventory before we're going to run out of homes completely. Right. At the pace that we're going, as people are buying, we will last for one and... 1.7 1.7 months Yeah. before we sell the last house on the market. Exactly. Right. So a balanced market is six months of inventory on the market. Mm-hmm. Once you get above six months, you're leaning more towards a buyer's market. So Bingo. just learn those numbers, know what your market's doing. Because I know last year we had like less than a month it supply would, yeah, of inventory on the absolutely. market. So it's gone up a, a good bit consistently mm-hmm. over the last 12 months. Um so I'm, I'm glad you went into that because I wanted to take a second to do like real estate 101 for those of you who were listening and had no idea what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. A seller's market is where when you're the seller, you have the upper hand mm-hmm. and you can get top dollar for your um, your house. Mm-hmm. A buyer's market is where the buyers have the upper hand. And they can and usually they can, get a deal. Yeah, that's when you start negotiating down. Mm-hmm. And then a balanced market is when mm, you can do a little bit of both. Probably the buyers can come down a little bit. Yeah. But... Yep, yeah, exactly. That is, that's a better So market. this is what we're recommending you guys do. Know your numbers. Know these numbers for your market. Go mm-hmm. into your MLS. Familiarize yourself with the reports. Every MLS has a reports feature. Bingo. If you don't know how to do it, contact your broker, contact your mentor, contact your team leader and say, hey, I need to know these numbers. What, are, what do they mean? How do I interpret them? It took me a long time to learn to interpret them. I mean, I'm not a very smart guy. So when I look at them, it takes me a second to like, like okay. know what I'm looking at. Yeah. When we see a percentage increase, is that good or bad? What does it mean? So you have to like kind of figure yeah. it out and just ask someone in your local MLS to help you out with that. And you want to know because uh, we were talking about this, I think on another show, where if you have one of these little bits of information and you're talking to someone just out in, out in the world, mm-hmm. it makes you look like an expert because you do know exactly. an actual number 
and how it relates to the market. Yeah. We recently took a listing course um, and we'll get to that a little bit with mm-hmm. sharpening your skills for a shifting market. But in that listing course, um, wait, I lost my train of thought. Just You're talking about the blue. guy who kept it in his pocket. Yes. That's yep. where I was going. Think, wow. I got this you. is telepathy between a married couple. Um, yeah. So the, he was saying how every month he would print out the report and he would keep it in his pocket so he could a memorize mm-hmm. it and B show it to people at all times be like, Hey, this is what the market's doing. Let me show you and can walk them through that, have a little graph on it and stuff. That really, really calls out to my heart because when people start throwing out statistics at me, I'm like, back it up challenge. Yeah. And I immediately look it up. Yeah. You do do that. <laughs> I forgot. I do. I don't you know. do that a lot, which is a good thing. Fact checker. Yeah. So what does this mean for you? What is your next step going to be? you need to get in front of your sphere of influence immediately. That is something we Mm -hmm. harp on a lot, but we are really working hard ourselves on making sure we're in front of our sphere of influence, making sure that we are talking to the right people, you know, let them know about the shifting market. If your market hasn't shifted yet, use numbers from a bigger city that it, and, and let them know it's coming to us. Once it starts here, it comes to us. Absolutely. I think if you, I hate to go back and reference the great recession because that we'll never hit that again. But if you go back and look what happened, you could see these ripples happening in big markets first mm. and they would just kind of echo out. They would flow out yeah. to areas around them. Yeah. So be paying attention to what your major markets are doing nearby. I think the only exception to this role maybe will would have been the pandemic a little bit because... Oh like yeah, big well, cities like New York City, dense population areas. You know, yes, they were the they had a different trend than what so we had. Weird, yeah, it was but that like, was yeah, that was a, that was an anomaly. I think it's fine now. I think that the, yeah. the big cities have bounced back from that. Mm-hmm. People are still living in the big cities again, like New oh, York yeah. City. People so. are moving back. Yeah, yeah, but I think that it did. There was a, a migration of people For because sure. of COVID. People who didn't want to be in a densely populated area, they moved at that point too. There's no question about that. And I sure. think I think most people that wanted to make that move have made that move at this point. Yes. They I think did. there's still some stragglers, but mm-hmm. most no. people from like California. And now that everyone can work remotely, yeah, why not? Exactly. Just go to where you want to be. Um, so I want to touch on this real mm-hmm. quick. You know, get in front of your sphere immediately. You did a great job of getting on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And, and putting out that video. Uh, Going back to what Jenna, one of our preferred lenders does, is she'll do video mm-hmm. messages. Yeah. And I think this can be a good opportunity for us it's and for really our listeners yeah. to do a summary of what this means and what's going to happen and then send it out to people in your sphere. Mm-hmm. People love to see your face. They love to know that you're taking the time to do that and you're giving them good information. Yeah. You're not asking them for anything. You are providing 100% value to their life. And if they want to come back and message you and ask you about it, that's awesome. Yeah. Engage that conversation. Yeah. And I would say, you know, if anyone is considering making a move in your sphere of influence in the next six months, they're like, oh, we're going to wait till the, sounds crazy. The beginning of next year, we are six months into the year now. Oh God, help us. I know. Be like, let me talk to you about that and mm-hmm. why you may want to just consider listing with me now. It just makes more sense, guys. And go into that a little bit with mm-hmm. them of like, hey, I don't know what interest rates are going to look like in six months. I can pretty much guarantee they're going to be higher. For sure. There's a strong chance they're going to be higher. I can't guarantee that the price that I can give you today is going to still be there. It may still be there, but I can't guarantee that. If, if we have reached the peak, guys, if we have crested 
then wouldn't you want to sell as close to that crest as you can and Before, then buy as you're going down, right? Exactly. This could be the opposite of what people were running into the first part of this little parabola, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't want to sell and then buy high. Well, this could be their chance to do it on the downswing. Yeah. We don't know, but it's certainly something to consider. Yeah, definitely. I think it's something to at least put that bug in their ear of like, well, maybe we should just go ahead and do it now. In mm-hmm. summertime, it's a hot time to list. Like just go into different objection handlers about wanting to wait till the new year and let them know why now is the right time to do it. Bingo. So getting back to sharpening your skills. When the market shifts, Mm -hmm. guys, this is a big opportunity for a lot of agents to leave the industry. Yes, I guys, for a couple different reasons, I've been I said opportunity. That's not the right word. This is a big chance. I think it is an opportunity. (laughs) For us, those of us that stay in it. (laughs) I think this is a chance for those of us who really want to stay in and want to make a name for ourselves, guys. There are going to be people leaving the industry. Mm -hmm. They were riding the wave of a great, easy time to be a real estate agent. And now it's going to be a little tougher. Yeah. So if you want to survive, you got to, like you said, sharpen your skills, really dig in your heels. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those of us that do make it through this shifting market, they're going to be the best. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just really the best time to make sure that you are the best at what mm-hmm. you do. If you have a low season of clients, work on your skills. Take as many classes as you can right now. I was going to say, was that a jab at me? No. Okay. I wasn't. Okay. Come on. <laughs> I didn't even think that through. I'm just <laughs> saying this to other people. You know, home. So, so one thing that I would say as, you know, you're moving into working with sellers, mm-hmm. because if this does shift, that's going to mean it's a little bit harder to sell houses. You are going to need to know how to really sell a house and For how to sell sure. it fast and well, which means you're going to have to really get creative with marketing. We've already added in a few pieces that we're going to start adding mm-hmm. into our new listings to make it so that they sell a little bit faster. Do not expect that the days of just putting a sign in the yard and putting in MLS yeah, that's are going gone. to continue. I right? think that's going to be Those gone. days are behind us. Yeah. So you are going to have to have skills. You are going to have to know how to market and negotiate on behalf of your sellers. And, you know, I think the the biggest component of that, like, yes, really figure out what is your marketing plan that you're Mm going to do consistently for every single listing. So when a listing is not selling, you can say, look, I do the same exact marketing plan for every single one of my listings. Right. At this point, the market is indicating that we need to reposition your home on the market. Yeah. It's nothing that I'm doing as far as marketing. Exactly. The marketing works. So make sure that you do, but make sure you do have a marketing plan because if it is working, great. Then you can show people how this typically works. But you may no longer be able to take overpriced listings. Gosh, yes, that is so true. It's something that we're starting to run into where sellers just, they think they can get whatever they want for their house Mm because of what the past two years have indicated. And I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. And so if you're taking overpriced listings, yeah, you can maybe take it a little overpriced. Right. But you have to, you really have to coach your clients what, the cl- uh, I'm sorry, what the market's going to happen. What is happening? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was, I was tying two thoughts together and I got lost. <laughs> um, yeah. You need to tell your clients, be realistic. Be like, listen, this is what the market is. This is where the market is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you want to go a little above that, that's okay. Okay. We can try that. That'd be awesome. It'd be awesome if it sold for this price. But if it doesn't, then we go into your... Yeah. So then you, you let them know, say, we're going to go ahead and pre-negotiate mm-hmm. ahead of time a price reduction or a price correction or 
we're going to go ahead and renegotiate how to reposition your home mm-hmm. on the market, which basically means a price reduction. Right. But so that they know if that in word. two weeks I've done my marketing that I'm supposed to do and yep. your house is not going to under contract, the only thing we can change at this point is the price. We know that the market is telling us, use that line, we know that the market mm-hmm. is telling us that we need to reposition your home. I mean, there are only three factors that go into selling a home. Location, condition, and price. Yep. You can never change the location. Condition, you can only change with a lot of money. And a lot of people don't want to get into that. So then that does leave you with price. And that means you need to do a price reduction. Bingo. I think though that, yeah, you guys need to be very sharp in your skills on how to get a seller to list at a reasonable price. Yes. Um, One thing that you can do is when you're going through your comps with sellers, mm -hmm. you have them all printed out. You walk through them with those in person when they say, well, I really, you know, let's say your comps are showing a $500,000 list price. And I'm like, well, I really want to get 600,000 out of it. Push the comps over to them on the table mm-hmm. and say, can you show me in these comps where it would suggest that your house would sell for 600,000? Sure. Put it back on them. And they're going to be like, well, not really. And, you know, really just work on your skills of talking them through. Yes listing at an appropriate price could mean we get some some multiple offers. Listing a little bit under would definitely... That would help the odds, 100%. Give you better odds. And if you list too high, we're just going to keep reducing price. People are going to think that there's something wrong with your house. And then, I mean, just time after time, that shows that you get less for your house mm-hmm. if you start high and start and reduce. Yeah, and you just need to go back to their motivation constantly. Mm-hmm. Why are they selling... What is the pain point for them that you are trying to help get rid of in their life? For sure. Or, you know, figuring out what is their timeline? Ask them the question, if you are still in this house a year from today, what does that mean? If someone answers, oh, it's not that big of a deal. They're not a motivated seller. You're wasting your time. Correct. Yes, there are listers and there are sellers. There are sellers. You want to be working with sellers. Yeah. Okay. Signs in yards is great, but signs that are collecting dust in yards aren't doing anybody any good. Yeah, even the leads you're getting off those aren't that great. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I think one of the last things we're going to talk through is cutting expenses. And this is something that I think we've talked about a lot before. We run a very high margin business because we keep our expenses super low. Yeah. We do not just sign up for every new shiny thing that comes out. And I hope you guys have not been doing that. But if you have now's a good time to really check and see if those are working and worth your time and money. Because mm-hmm. if they're not, you're just throwing money away. Yeah, so know your numbers. If something is not giving you a good ROI, cut it out. Mm-hmm. Cut that lead gen source out. If you're paying for leads, we tell you not to, but if you are still doing it, <laughs> go and see. Is it actually profitable for you? Are you at least mm-hmm. breaking even? <laughs> I think we've issued that challenge before. I think we've asked people to, to tell us if they're making any money off those paid for leads. And I don't think we haven't heard from anyone. I think that it takes a highly skilled, highly dedicated and motivated individual to make paid leads work. And they're not guarantees. No. And if you are, you know, if you're doing the lead sources like Opsity and Ojo and stuff like those are all good because, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to pay for it until the end, but just know that's a cost of business. You're going to be sending a 30% referral fee to somebody it is. It is, a co- it is a pretty high cost of business, but you would have nothing. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that 70% is a lot better than 0% yeah. if, if that's what it takes to maintain your business. Yeah. Okay. So 
Just depends on how you want to do it. So yeah, what we recommend is just go through and find out what is costing you the most in expenses every mm-hmm. month, personally and in your business. So business, yeah, we said, go cut out all those expenses. But personally, we're, you know, we, we're doing a mirror check. We've been watching our budget somewhat, but we're doing a mirror check of like, oh shit, we spent a lot of money eating out this past month. We did. We need to cut that back. I really feel like you're you're sugar coating you're sugar coating this. Last yeah. night we really got into it. Oh no, we had a massive fight last night. We did, and, and it was about <laughs> finances. Spilling the tea. Sorry, that's what it, it wasn't is. Wasn't just about finances, but was, <laughs> that's. I mean, it's a stressful. It is. It you is. Know, we are yeah. we are working through figuring out how do we be full time business mm-hmm. partners in a business and in a marriage, and they overlap a lot. And they parents, yep. like we have a lot in common. <laughs> Everything, everything is in common. So we're just working through figuring out, okay, where can we maybe just shave off some of our expenses that, you know, we've maybe, you know, gone above our means a little bit because we've had more money and just trying to figure out where we can cut back and not that we're compromising our lifestyle, but making sure that we're making the best financial decisions so that we can be saving and stuff. Bingo. And this is a good time to remind you guys, if you aren't doing a monthly P&L, I think you should be. Mm -hmm. Everyone should know your numbers. How much am I I bringing in? How much am I spending? Yeah. You know, what's the margins of my business? Am I running a profitable business? Yeah. There are a lot of businesses that are getting run that aren't profitable. That's not how I would want to run my business. Mm -hmm. I'll go back to teaching before I do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So work free lead sources. I love free lead sources. For sale by owners, expired, Mm -hmm. your sphere. Get involved in more local charities, groups, events. I just joined a women's group Mm -hmm. called Women's Source. Shout out Abigail Loggins because I know you listen to this podcast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so we just joined that together and just getting to know more people mm-hmm. in the community, showing your face more now that it's a little bit safer to be out and in bigger crowds, nothing massive, but like bigger groups. It's, yeah. I feel more comfortable doing it now. So making sure that you're just getting out in the community, get involved with a charity, like go volunteer once a week at a charity for two hours. And this is all about expanding your sphere, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you're not doing this just to network and try to get business, right? You're doing this to be a better person and do yeah. this for you. Mm-hmm. But getting as a business is not a, a bad thing either. Exactly. So yeah, do that and don't just walk in there as someone who's trying to collect exactly. leads. Exactly. People will call you out. They will see it. They're going to see right mm-hmm. through it. I mean, I didn't talk to a single person, I don't think, the other day That's other probably, than Abigail. You probably should talk to people. Well, about real estate, <laughs> dumb, dumb. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I didn't, I, you know, I want to get to know people before I just like, vomit on them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I said hi to some people that I knew and mm-hmm. it was just a good way to stay in front of somebody. For sure. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, are your slides over? Yeah, we're towards the end. We went through really fast. Okay. Before we get to that. Yeah. I want to shout out to one of our listeners, Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. You guys. All right. Nathan. He's also on our EXP he network. He's a longtime listener. And we stay in touch with him a lot. I got a call this morning and I didn't even look at who it was. I just picked it up. Hello. He goes, hey man, it's Nathan. What's up, Nathan? He's like, dude, I just booked two appointments. I'm like, what? Yeah. Tell me about that. So this morning on a Thursday morning, he's just making his calls. Where did he get them from? Do you know? I think they were Fizbo's. I think they're all Fizbo's. Wow. Mm -hmm. Go Nathan. Freaking 
Do it. Baller. Yeah. All right. And, and that's just what it takes. My God, just sitting down and doing it. That's mm-hmm. what I have to do. Show up at the dang office mm-hmm. every morning at 9 a.m. and make my calls. Mm-hmm. It's the schedule. It's the commitment. It's the consistency. Yeah. Consistency, I think, mm-hmm. honestly, is the number one piece of it. For sure. Oh, get this. So he's like, hey, man, this is how new Nathan is. He's like, I'm set these appointments. Now what? What do I do? (laughs) Dude, that's awesome. So I was sitting there writing up an email for him, notes on listings and what to say and all that. And uh, I sent it to him and he goes, oh, dude, by the way, I just said another one. And I'm like, what? This guy's on fire. Nathan, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Good job. Do not deviate. Whatever you're saying, just, just write that down and say it every damn time. We need to get him to take the listings class. Oh, I think so. I want to have him on the show. I would love to, to have him on. Yeah. Yeah. And just be like, dude, all right. Tell everyone what you're doing. Yeah. Talk to us. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. so, so great. So. Hey guys, real life experience. I mean, it works guys. We're not preaching shit to you. All right. This stuff (laughs) works. It's what we do. It's what other listeners are doing. And. It's what top producers do. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. If you guys are out there buying damn Zillow leads, you're running your business into the ground. Just give up, throw the shovel down. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Well, I feel like we should like talk more about stuff, but we can keep it short this week too. I feel like we kept it short a couple weeks now. I mean, you know, that's cool. We are going to follow this with other Yeah, we're going to do more. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into different aspects of yeah, we want you guys to be super what the shift is gonna mean. well-rounded and know what to do with the yeah. shifting market. What's yeah. it going to look like? How are you going to approach buyers? How are you going to approach um, listings? Yeah, What does it mean? Mm-hmm. So don't worry. We're coming at you with more. Yeah. So fun, fun story. Um, you know how like you guys wrote in questions probably two months ago for us to ask. And every time we get to the end of the episode, we don't have our phone, so we can't answer any That's questions. That's right. We looked ahead this time. <laughs> I looked ahead and I wrote down two questions and here's Bongo. Hey, Bongo. Get down. Get oh, down. so sweet. Dear God. Go kennel. Go kennel. Kennel. <laughs> okay. So we have two questions. <laughs> okay. So here's where we're going to just wrap this up in a nice little oh bow. We're coming full circle. <laughs> because yes. I'm going to totally call out who wrote this question in because... Who? Because we talk about her every episode. Oh, was it just for real? (laughs) I'm like, this is just too funny. We're just going to have to drop her in every single episode. That way, every week she listens to the podcast and we find out about it. I'm kidding. Okay, so she wrote this in. She said, who wears the pants? Well... I tried to put pants on. I got yelled at about that. So it guess so who wears funny the pants? I think I had already put the question down on here. When you, yeah. So the full, yeah, the full story was Johnny was like, I need to go change into some pants, which first of all, I really, I really saved your ass in not making you put pants on because it gets so hot in this room. It when does we podcast. get hot. I just wanted to You're be professional. Welcome. I didn't want to look naked on the live, I live stream. I look super naked. Well, you most if of the you time think you are. you look na- naked... I mean, I have, I have black shorts on. They may be short guys. Okay. But not, I have black shorts. On. Don't prance around acting like you wear a lot of clothes to start with. Okay. <laughs> I sometimes do. Whatever. Whatever. Um, don't act like you don't like it. Oh yeah. No, I encourage it. Do yeah. it all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. For exactly. sure. Yeah. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> but, oh God. Okay. So yeah. yeah, obviously I feel like the, we can answer that question. Oh, I don't think we need to answer that question. Well, actually what was funny when we put the poll up for it. I think a hundred percent of people said me. 
I think it's pretty easy to see how the dynamic of this relationship works. And that was something we fought about last night. It was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Things are changing. I'm taking my pants back. <laughs> you could have gone up and put pants on. What would I have done? Stopped you? I, move along. Move along. <laughs> he just thinks that I'm like this big bully. <laughs> but realistically, I would not have stopped him. Big bully. <laughs> big bully. Okay. What are your guilty pleasure songs? <laughs> okay. okay. Speaking of bully, she told me I wasn't allowed to say mine. Okay. <laughs> Shit's really turned up around here. <laughs> <laughs> there is a really good reason why I said you can't say that song. In her mind. Okay. Say the song and we'll find out what people think. <laughs> uh, remix to Ignition. Okay. By who? I don't even know. Yes, you do. I don't know. Yes, you do. It's the remix to Ignition. It's it is a great song, but we do not support that artist anymore. I'm, hey, nope. I'm not supporting him. I'm stealing the song. <laughs> great. That's what I'm doing. You're going to re-record it like Taylor Swift? Damn right. <laughs> All right. What's yours? Okay. We so. talk about Bruno. No. no. <laughs> it is not that song. I am so over that song right now. Uh, and surface pressure. Dear God, if I have to listen to surface pressure one pressure. more time. Pressure. Every time we get in the car. Pressure? Pressure? Liam goes, pressure? <laughs> so, um, okay. Guilty pre- pleasure song. Honestly, it would... You didn't think about this? You've no, known I about actually it. didn't think about it at all. You've known about it for exactly... But that's the fun of this. 29 minutes like and 19 seconds. Sporadically figuring it out. <laughs> I, like a lot of, I like a lot of different genres. Like a lot. It looks like you're making a case to me. I don't know what you're doing. Okay. Why are you trying to like, I th- you're arguing this case to me. How do, people just want to know what you're listening to. Okay. <laughs> so something that might surprise you is that I love EDM music. It's true. So I would probably say that my guilty pleasure song is Turbulence by Steve Aoki. Will you sing that for us? I'm not sure which one it is. We hit turbulence. Dun, 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 dun. That's it. The whole song. The whole song is that. I've it's never so heard good. you play that song. Yeah, you have. No. Yes, you have. No. Okay, I actually have one really weird guilty pleasure song. For those of you guys that know that I grew up in Europe, <laughs> we love Eurovision. So there was this one year that there was this guy who was from Italy. He sang in Italian. I don't know Italian, but I blast this one song. It's called Soldi by Mahmoud. His mm, name is Mahmoud. Mm-hmm. And it is so fucking I know this good. One. This it's one I know. so good, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So go look up Soldi, S-O-L-D-I by Mahmoud. He was in Eurovision this past year. He didn't win, but he was in Eurovision again. And I was like, I know that voice. I'm trying to think of what it was called. Is it Hard Rock Hallelujah? Oh, yeah, Lordy. <laughs> that was The finished awesome. one that won. It was like these monsters. Yeah. Check it out. YouTube that shit. DM me if you guys know Eurovision. Oh, I talked to Jeanette. She is a fellow Swede. I talked to her yesterday or the day before. Bongo, get down. And yeah, so now we have a fellow Swede listener. Like okay. a real Swede. You're a I'm fake not a Swede. real Swede. You're very She fake. was a real Swede. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was so, so nice. So shout out to her. Shout out. Okay. We're going to keep it short and sweet today because I'm just rambling on about Eurovision now. Don't worry. No one's actually made it this far in the recording. It's not that long. They probably have. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out in the, the stats of who listened to, listen to the full <laughs> podcast episode. Zero people. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. So we are, we are uh, signing off, as they say. Yep. Have a good one. We will be back. Go practice your scripts.
Yeah, script practice. Call free leads. Lead, lead generate. Mm-hmm. Call your Fizbos. For real. Bye.